THC podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts. Fuck. There we go. Sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts at boygob.com or the YouTube page or the Facebook page or with you right now and in your hearts and minds forever. Joe, how was your week? Not good, Tom. Not good. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. I went. Uh, I had planned to go down to Corpus because, uh, you know, see some family, cut some metal. Familia. Yeah, familia. Relax a little. Well, early in the week, I was informed that hey, this building that you rent, we're selling that, so you're gonna have to vacate fairly soon. Uh, Which building? uh in corpus didn't you just get that one about two years ago or so yeah yeah so did that got a another place to move into and uh expense and headache that i wasn't expecting and wasn't happy with and just a lot of stress over the weekend but i did get to spend time with family and i get did get to cut some metal so after I put all that shit behind me, it was okay. But just uh, the days leading up to it and the first couple of days that I was there, I was just real stressed out and not in a mood at all. But, eh, fuck it. I'm back <laughs> behind me. Uh, hey, hey, almost made it through June without having something, you know, <laughs> major fuck up, you know. But, hey, fuck it. Uh, the drawback is... Uh, yeah, I was planning to watch a lot of shit this weekend because I know you did, but I didn't, Tom. I didn't watch shit aside from uh, the franchise we are starting. <laughs> but how was your week, my friend? Oh, 
I'm trying to think of what the fuck happened this week, but uh oh shit, this was the week I just uh got all the masks for Severin done. So thanks again for that, dogs. I appreciate it for sure. Hope people like them. Uh yeah, so that was great. First run of a hundred masks, full head masks that I've done, so can check that off the fucking list. <laughs> and I learned some stuff, Joe. You're never too old to learn. That's true, Tom. That's true. But yeah, that was my week was just busting ass. And then uh for some reason I wanted to fucking sculpt the skull ripping through a uh, face. So a skull I sculpted ripping. Oh, okay. A skull. Ripping through a face. Only like I sculpted it live in like an hour and a half, and mm-hmm. I was just rushing through it, and I didn't put enough teeth on one side. So I had to where's the camera? Do a little cotton and latex build up there so you can't see it. So now on all of them, I gotta do a little cotton and latex build up on there, but it's all right. It just makes it look like little hunks of meat connected to the mask and shit. Well, maybe that skull had some bad teeth. You know, you don't have to go through all that. <laughs> the only people that will criticize and notice are the people in your industry. Oh, I mean, but you'll notice because it's like, hey, why the fuck is there one more tooth on the other side? <laughs> now, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So if you Man. put a little shit over there. But I mean, uh, I just had a very quick amount of time that I could have this shit done because I had to get on more stuff today. It's just one of those things. It was either going to be that or a pumpkin, but something kept telling me to do the skull. So, Because you recently did a pumpkin. I don't give a fuck. I'll do pumpkins all goddamn day, all fucking night, every day, all day. Pumpkins, pumpkins, pumpkins. So... I do have an idea for a little pumpkin creature that's going to be ripping out of a face. So, pumpkins, pumpkins, pumpkins. Hell yeah. So, go to dwnproductions.net if you want one of those, limiting them to seven, just because I don't want to do dozens of fucking cotton and latex buildups and shit. But I think it looks cool. You can go to the site, see pictures of it being horn. And, uh, yeah, all that shit. Seven Stay of them. You Good heard it shit. here first, everyone. Well, you probably didn't. You probably heard it on the live thing that he did. But, uh, but yeah, seven. A lucky number for time. Always has been. As soon as you said, oh, it's a lucky number for time. It's that oh, poor internet connection. <laughs> That's what I forgot to do. I forgot to unplug and then replug in the old router you know that always works yeah i gotta talk to you about routers when i see you this weekend because i remember you saying something oh they give you bullshit and you gotta buy like a good one or something Mm -hmm. but i don't know how will i be able to connect to that router with the internet i use but we'll talk about that because i don't know shit about nothing joseph yeah, well, there'll be some people here that can even further uh, eludicate, if that's a word, you on that oh subject. You're looking so. fuzzy and shit, man. You're looking like, you're looking all digitized. You're looking like a VOD movie, but that's hip now, you know? 
So you can probably like record this episode, put it on a VHS, slip it in a shitty case, and then sell it for a limited edition, hundred bucks each. Maybe you got to go through the right channels to get it done. I think though. You do, maybe I don't know. Me neither. But you didn't watch anything at all, huh? Not a fucking thing. I mean, I'm close to finishing a few series, but I haven't finished them yet, so it wouldn't be right to talk about them. That's all right. Well, Joe, I watched, uh, I guess, what would be considered three made-for-TV movies, but they're all on streaming services, but isn't that the modern made-for-TV movie? Everything is made for TV now, wouldn't you say? Not everything. You still got to go to the theaters and pay for those Marvel movies. I think even the Marvel movies are like, eh, let's throw this out in the movies for a couple of weeks and then fuck it. We'll put it on Disney Plus or whatever the fuck that's called. But yeah, they're going to get that movie theater money. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the rubes that go watch it, we're talking to you, rubes. They do it for the yeah. bulls. Because Doctor Strange 2, I think, is on Disney Plus right now. But I still have to watch uh, the second Amazing Spider-Man's before I can watch that one. And all previous Spider-Man's movies. Right, right. But we'll get to that. Okay. Oh, not. Well, Joe, the first one I watched was Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Ah, the return of Beavis and Butthead, because big demand for them coming back now, isn't there? These uh, platforms, I guess, they're just scrambling for uh, properties that they already own that they can make content cheap. Nostalgia is huge. Yep, so uh, who was this? Uh, Was this Universal? Viacom. Because that's like Comedy Central and MTV. Whatever their streaming service was, I already forgot. Paramount Plus. That's what it was because I signed up. I watched this in the South Park Streaming Wars. I was like, yeah, I'm good. And then just unsubscribed. So they had my shit for a good fucking two, two hours, ten minutes. Not, not worth it. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing you flip to see what movies they have there on their platform. They don't have much of shit. Not yeah. a lot of shit worth watching. Peacock, they have a lot of good shit. You know, or if you're into dog shit action movies like me, they got <laughs> a lot of that. But yeah, that Paramount Plus, I, I mean, we don't pay for it, so we got it. <laughs> I watch Star Trek on there because I'm that kind of nerd, but. Yeah, I wouldn't pay for that fucking thing. Oh, do they have Packard on there? Yes, they have Packard. They have some new Star Wars show, or Star Trek show that I don't know what it is. So uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. What's it about? Uh, They get in trouble at school for burning down the science fair, and the judge says, hey, you're at troubled use. So instead of punishing you, Let's give you an opportunity and send you the space camp. Uh, Fast forward, they go up into space to help fucking uh, line up a telescope or some shit. They fuck around, get sucked into a black hole. They're dumped in our time. And uh, 
they're trying to find the astronaut that they originally went into space with to have sex with her because they thought that was the plan the whole time. It was, you know, a miscommunication that turned out to be hilarity. But, uh, I mean, it's the same kind of Beavis and Butthead jokes. If you thought that shit was funny, you might find it funny now. But uh, everybody but Beavis and Butthead and the couple legacy characters they have in the very beginning all look fucking ugly and weird. Like they should be in a different animated show or movie or something. It looks so out of place. It's fucking distracting. Like Serena, I think, was the main... uh, villain quote unquote like they get close up of her lips and it was just painted all fucking not good how the fade was and there what it was just terrible terrible ugly animation and it's fucked up because tip mouse excuse me does some good shit the last venture brother shit they did was fucking good so this is just cheap shit made for streaming service if you don't mind it being cheap and uh i mean you'll have a couple laughs i had a couple laughs it's just uh the animation is pretty distracting the imdb and shit says it's directed by mike judge it's not it was like two different people on the actual credits in the movie did he so, write it i uh, did the voices an executive producer whatever the fuck <laughs> I mean, it didn't come off uh, like witty Mike Judge. Excuse me? What's the runtime? Is it a long flick? No. Good. I mean, if you're interested in it, watch it. You'll get a few laughs, but I'm it's sure nothing. I'll watch it, you know, nah. but I'm not eager to watch it, is the thing. Nothing special. Get a few laughs, but it's fucking ugly as shit, man. And like Beavis and Butthead are drawn way better. It's like, it's a different animation style. It's weird. When you see it, you'll be like, Hey, they look a little more Polish than all the other. <laughs> it's weird, but uh, it's not the best. But, I mean, I guess watch it if you're interested. Or don't. I got no stake in the game now, Joseph. There he is. He's back, folks. <laughs> and then I watched a movie called Sharkbait. There's been a lot of open water clones, Joe. And I was thinking about that, like, oh, man, open water was almost 20 years ago. That's fucked up to say out loud, huh? This was another one. Only in this one, you actually get to see some shark action and gore and shit. So if you want an open water movie with some gore and shark action and shit, I would say check it out, but. I don't know. I watch. almost watched last week uh, The Requin. That's supposed to be dog dick. Yeah, I almost watched it. Because you like Clueless. You're a Clueless fan. Oh, yeah, she's in that, right? Yes. Yeah, the chick from the Aerosmith videos or whatever the fuck. You uh, know. Yeah. We'll Silver be talking Star- about the music videos we masturbated to next week. <laughs> Let me write that down because I had no idea what to do. Uh oh. So this is just the same thing. Somebody stuck at sea and then there's a shark. Yeah, a bunch of fuckheads steal a couple jet skis and 
hilarity ensues when they're stuck in the middle of the ocean. Sharks eat them. <laughs> I mean, that's it. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> if that's the movie you want to see, there it is. It's the fucking Tubi original. <laughs> Although you had to pay to watch it on Amazon. Weird. Tubi's making originals? <laughs> or at least paying the money to stream originals. I mean, Amazon, you had to pay to watch it, so. Hmm. It wasn't free on Tubi. And I think the fucking company was even called Freebie Pictures or some shit. Yeah, so I have Freebie. So Freebie was... No, Freebie. Oh. Like, hey, here's a freebie. The next one's free. Signed your local heroin dealer. Uh, IMDB TV is now TV. Oh, shit. Yeah. I used to no watch IMDB me. all the time because they had corner gas anime made it. Excuse me. Steve Donnelly. Michael Santa. <laughs> I want to be this guy. I like the guy you see in pictures like this. They always throw up the I love you things. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> I always laugh at that shit when I scroll past and see it. There's always that one guy like, yeah. <laughs> I'll always laugh at that shit. And most of the time I'll comment. <laughs> Let's go surfing, you fuck. Yeah. Or something, bro. <laughs> or if you're a fucking A and M guy, that's that right. shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hook them there. Yeah. Hook the whores, as they say. Something. And then the last one I watched was Torn Hearts, and uh, this was about a country duo, which I mean, wasn't really country music. I it saw was you like, post the poster. Of this when you said you watched it's got the same generic poster that everybody's been using for the past three years well it is a blumhouse production mm -hmm. and it's so that, got uh uh what's her name the the bundy lady Pegley bundy egg yes so it's about a uh, two country music a country music duo of women's trying to come up in the game and uh their music really isn't country music. It's like some kind of Lilith Fair folk lesbian rock shit or something. Definitely not country music. But, uh, oh, excuse me. Country music, Tom. Sing me a, sing me a country music song. So our, Man, our I'll fucking, I'll tell you this. I heard fucking Jelly Roll the other day. I don't know what that I, is. Dude, it's a fucking snack that I don't really like, but it's also the singer guy. And uh, I've heard a lot of country music singer. Yeah, it is. But people are talking like, oh, he's the next big white rapper and shit. I don't know. It was a like one of those rapper. Yeah, dude. It was like when you hear ghosts for the first time or misfits for the first time. You're like, what? This is what the fuck it is. Okay. I was expecting something totally different. You people should be ashamed of yourself fucking out here listening to Jelly Roll and shit. Oh, boy, man. Jumping. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. 
anyways, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, torn jelly rolls. Jelly rolls. <laughs> torn hearts. Ah. Uh, ah, uh, shit. So, anyways, Peg Bundy, she plays like a fucking. Oh, I used to be this big fucking country singer with my sister until my sister killed herself. And now I'm just, you know, grieving and looking for a way back. And they were just like, hey, do us, do a song with us. And she says, okay. And she gets them all liquored up and she turns into a fucking crazy person. It's not bad. It's made by the lady who did a 12-hour shift. I talked about that a couple months ago. Yeah, it's you didn't like that. Watch. No, I thought it was all right. Is that the <laughs> one you said the lady gets out of jail and she has to work at a gas station or something? No. Uh, 12 hour shift was about uh, a lady who works at a hospital, but she always she also steals organs for the black market. And Mick Foley is in it playing prickly balls. Maybe I'm thinking a 24 hour shift. <laughs> well, it was that open, that like New England gas station movie? Yeah, open yeah. 24 hours. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, yeah okay. that was. Fucking maybe a couple years by now. But yeah, that fucking sucked. But uh And this uh, is what a shutter original? That's what it sounds like. No, this is a Hulu. That's the code for the killers, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Hulu, but this was also an Amazon since I don't have Hulu. Or you can just go to the theater. Yeah. Did I talk about uh, my bloody Valentine 3D last week? No, and I've never seen that one. It's all right. I like it better than the original. I watched it in 3D. It was whatever. I just kind of did that for... Oh, let's see how this fucking DVD that cost $25 when it first came out. Came out. Came out with these stupid 3D glasses. But props to them. You know, usually they'll just give you like two pairs and say, ha, good luck, you fuck. And this <laughs> one, they gave you four pairs so you can actually oh, watch nice. with a couple people. So, so you don't need like those 3D TVs that came out at the time? No, it? it's fucking the red and blue shit. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So did you have a headache after you watched it? or? No, I just kind of positioned it right and laid my glasses on it right. Or maybe they were over my glasses. I can't remember, but. It was all right. Uh, it's very high tension at the end, like, ah! But It was I the mean, dog that was killing everybody. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. the animals. <laughs> but it's worth a watch, for sure. It's better than your average slasher movie. Again, very of its time, because it has the very of its time players, who I forget, and Tom Atkins. But uh, it's good. It's got some good gore in it. There's a naked midget running around, so you'll like that. And then there's a clothed midget in it who gets her fucking head rammed into a light bulb. So that was funny. A light bulb? Yep. A, a fluorescent tube, I guess. It was an ECW match. Smack the shit out of fucking midgets with light bulb tubes and the fixtures. 
And Joe, that is it. That is. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you it looks, hear that? It looks like the forest is alive. Did you hear that? Can you do a predator noise? Did you hear that? Hey, Joe, you ever watched Predator? I have, Tom. I have watched Predator. Uh, you know what watching out. Predator does? <laughs> I it makes you a real sexual tyrannosaur. Oh, uh, I did not see this one in the theater when it came out. The first time I saw it was on VHS. Uh, for the longest time, I thought it was a Walter Hill movie. Because this is a fucking just about tough some guy. rapist. Oh well, yeah, it's got the <laughs> cast is all tough guys, you know, just fucking tough guys, just like he makes. But no, this is John McTiernan, who did uh, Die Hard and the the horror classic Nomads. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, break the down on the plot on this one, Tom. The plot. No, I did a uh, Ebola syndrome last week, and okay. I fucked that all the way up, and our views were very, very down from the All right, so week. this movie is about a group of tough guy mercenaries that are called in because another group of tough guy mercenaries is missing. So they're going to go in to the jungles of, I think it's Nicaragua. Language. To look for them. And the guy that's like head of this organization or this uh, mission is Apollo Creed from the Rocky movies. Mm. Yeah. So the movie does a good job at the beginning of introducing us to each character. Like, hey, this guy is a joker. Always making jokes. Fat jokes about his wife. Mm, not good. Hey, this guy... <laughs> bullshit kind of guy spitting chaw and talking bad about homosexuals especially those slack jawed kind of homosexuals then we have an engine guy that doesn't okay do you know who this fucking guy is jesse the body no the, the fucking night wolf motherfucker Nightwolf. No, I don't know who he is. Okay, because in the special features, they said, oh, in order to get him, we had to hire a bodyguard, but not for him, but to protect everybody else from him. Otherwise, the insurance wouldn't insure us. It's like, who is this guy? Are you just hiring serial rapists off the fucking street to co-star in your movies? Like, who was this guy? You've never heard of him or nothing before? No, nothing. Who was this guy, Tom? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I thought for sure you'd fucking know. No. And then we have a... Oh, well, that fuck. Another gentleman with bald hair, and uh, I think he played... Uh, he was Rock on the TV show Rock. Um, was he young he's Rock? A, he's a yet another tough guy. And then leading the group... Is Arnold. Arnold. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know how he led this uh, troop. Like, unless they're just, you know, black ops mercenary guys, you know, like the French Foreign Legion or whatever. African American but, uh, ops. But apparently, he's like a big shot with the with the military. They go in, and they kill a bunch of Nicaraguans, and uh, and then something's hunting them. We don't know what it is, but he looks at them. And we see splotches of red and green and shit. We and do know what it is, though. You can't make out, you know, what he's seen. Maybe this creature or whatever can see some shit that we don't see in this big splotch of red and orange and shit. It's supposed to be thermal heat vision or something. But fuck, his technology, wherever planet he's from, it sucks. But he's got some good invisible technology. And he's taking out these motherfuckers one by one, one by one. Somewhere along the line, they pick up a chick, take her with her. Um, but still, they're getting killed one by one. And then, then they finally figure out, oh, shit, it's a predator. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say out yeah. of nowhere. Bill oh, Dukes shit. tries shaving his face. The thing fucking it's breaks again. And he's, it's a predator. When can we expect the predator to attack? Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. So it's a bunch of tough guy bullshit posturing. They're fighting the predator. Everybody's killed off except for Arnold, of course, because he's the star. And if you cover yourself with mud, it blocks your heat. So then the predator... Can't so see you die of suffocation. The splotches of red and green anymore. So now Arnold has a way to fight this guy. So he sets up a bunch of traps. He has time to do that. You know what the Predator could have done? Just like change the vision mode on his helmet? Or, or took the, the helmet off helmet and you would have saw him? Looked around. Oh, there <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So they fight. Arnold beats him with all his traps and stuff, you know. <laughs> Booby and, traps. Uh, and then this thing has like a, a device that can set off like a nuclear explosion to blow himself up. And that's what he does. Old Predator. That's what he does. Old Predator. <laughs> I thought this movie was pretty fucking good. It's really I, good. Uh, I would have liked it more, though. If we didn't have that opening scene or the title scene, whatever it was, where we see a fucking spaceship come down through space. And like if we just dropped that and we didn't know what the fuck this thing in the woods was like, they didn't know what the fuck it was. Mm -hmm. I think that would have played a little better. But uh, yeah, and that know uh, reminded me a lot of the opening of the thing, you know, it yeah. kind of looks almost exactly like it. Except the paper doesn't burn, showing the light behind it. Fuck. But yeah, if they would have dropped that shit, and we would have been going through the fucking shit with them, instead of knowing, oh, you're going to get monstered. But other than that, it's cool. The gore is cool. Mm -hmm. Every time I fucking watch it, I forget about the gore. And then just mowing down that big-ass gun. In the fucking forest, they said they had to rig up so many fucking branches and shit to blow up and shit. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, 
this is one of those movies where it's a classic for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, all the characters, they're distinctive and they're memorable. And you think like, hey, this guy might make it to the end. But no, they're all picked off one by one. I would have liked to seen like when Sonny Landham sit standing on that tree. I would have like fuck to, is that? Like the the predator to just fucking land on that tree and then cut away. We don't have to see him fight or anything, but you know, instead of just like oh or whatever, you know, yeah. something. How you know something? <laughs> whatever. But like maybe yeah. the predator fucking tosses Arnold Schwarzer. Can't say his last name. Mm-hmm. Just his head. Yeah. And then the predator starts taking his fucking shit off. Like, all right, let's do this hand to hand. Like, I already fucked your friend up hand to hand. Now, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. Or, and, or uses his spine like nunchucks, you know? Well, not that. <laughs> Just to say, yeah, I'm a badass motherfucker. You want to yeah. do this? Let's do it. Yeah. You're their leader. Let's go. Um, but no, it, it's still really good. I've seen this movie several times. It's still got a lot of watchability, and it's still got some lines that make me laugh. Uh, <laughs> like what, Joe? You know. It's, no, I don't. That's why here. I asked. <laughs> it's, it made me laugh the first time I watched it. It makes me laugh now. What, uh, what it's made just you so laugh? Huh? What made you laugh? Uh, when that girl says the jungle took him. Got a big pussy, pussy. But, but she says it in Spanish. Oh, because you like laughing at minorities? I do. Is that how you say it, minorities? Minorities. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that one up. <laughs> but yeah, good flick. Would recommend. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely recommend this. I remember... Uh, Liking Predator 2 and that actually being my favorite one. So, fingers we'll crossed, Joe. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. I didn't get a chance, but in this, the Predator Omnibus. Yeah, he's got the Omnibus. From Dark Horse. The first thing it collects is, uh, and this was the first Predator comic book. Called Concrete Jungle. So this was a four-issue series. It's the city, you know. Yeah. So Predator is in the city in this one, and he's fighting with cops. So trying to find a picture of the main character. Here he is here. So this guy here is Dutch's brother. Dutch Arnold from the movie. He's a cop, and a predator comes after him or something. I haven't read this since it came out in, who the fuck knows, 89 or 79, whatever. 79, 72. Yeah, but I'll reread it before we do the next one, and we'll talk about this before we go into Predator 2 since this predated Predator 2. And could we also uh, talk about something that is very common knowledge by now well, well let me tell I, you now that i've talked about this there's something that happens tom that i like to call the the boy gob not yet not yet <laughs> not this, yet this is i just want to give a shout out to movie. our boy jcvd we didn't even bring him up joe we didn't we didn't he was initially gonna be the predator he got in the suit from what people say is uh, he thought the suit was uncomfortable, 
in that uh, he couldn't move around and people couldn't see him. He wanted to be the face face of the movie, but he was covered up in all that stuff. Uh, I mean, there is behind-the-scenes footage of this creature suit, like a red foam one, and uh, him moving around in it, I guess. Fucking weird, but uh, we could have had like a little midget weird bobbly head looking <laughs> fucking predator thing. It looks like... Uh, like some kind of mechanical anthropomorphic ant mm-hmm. or something. You've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really weird. And, and I got to uh, say, you know, for at the time, that was probably a really good career move on his <laughs> part. I mean, a lot of people would say, oh, how could you not want to be the prep? But oh, fuck, he went on to better things at that point, you know, like shortly afterwards. So, yeah. No retreat, no surrender. Yeah, fucking great movie. Because <laughs> this was like one of his first shits he got. I don't know if it was before or after that, but that would have been like right around the same time. Mm. That's fucked up. I know this much about this fucking guy's career. Just because <laughs> we've been watching these fucking movies for the past couple of years. You know the timeline of his fucking work. He's like a part of the show. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get him on. I'm sure we will. Fucking prick. Hey, Joe, tell him about that little tease. Wait till the end, but tell him about that boy gob effect, Joe. Well, so we got a thing called the boy gob effect. And when we talk about a certain comic or something, um, it just disappears off the market. You know, the buzz on it is so high. Uh, you can go on eBay or whatever your favorite auction site is and you're not going to because it's gone. You know, we, we've got uh, uh, comic dealers, comic shop owners calling us and say, Hey guys, let us know ahead of time. If you're going to talk about this, because what are we supposed to do? You know, we're going to stock up on these and we can't and everybody comes and asks us and asks us. And it's, it's, it's such a hassle, such a bother, you know, with, with all the people coming into our store all the time. But that is unfortunately, the boy gob effect and that that's what happens and whoa comic dealers comic shop owners get ready because this is a boy gob effect episode man and we'll start with i guess amazing spider-man number 119 didn't hate this one joe you didn't okay no i gotta say i didn't like it tom <laughs> Compared to everything else we've read, I thought this one was okay. Yeah. So tell us all about <laughs> Peter Parker's adventures in Canada. Tom. All right. So I, this was a few days ago, so I'm going to try and remember. A gentleman named Rimjob <laughs> tells J. Jonah Jameson, Hey, Hulk's in the fucking Canada district, mate. And he says... Boy, blimey, if I can get Spider-Man there, I can get pictures of the Hulk killing him. This is a win-win situation. And uh, they all go to Canada, and Spider-Man gets thrown in a river or some shit, and we'll see okay, you well, next let me, week. Let me, let's back up a little. <laughs> the episode or issue starts with Spider-Man's Peter Parker delivering some mail 
to Aunt May a telegram, a very important telegram. And remember, she's living at the Doc Ox house with her, with uh, with his gangster buddies. Probably they're pulling a train on her every night. We don't know, but she's happy, you know, and she's happier than she's ever been in these comics. And instead of delivering it to her, he thinks, no, I'm going to keep this letter because maybe this is from Otto Octavius. You know, and I got to see what's going on. So Peter Parker basically steals her fucking mail. But that mail just happens to be from somebody in Montreal, Canada that needs to talk to her. So that's another reason why he wants to go to, to Canada is to find out what this letter is all about. Is we that from find- old Rim Job? No, we don't find out this episode. Yeah, because he goes to see Rim Job and there is a character named Rim Job yeah, in this. But Rim Job's not there. But, uh, <laughs> but the Hulk is there. The Hulk's in Canada, and so is old Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, I forgot about that. I popped for that part. Yeah, and we haven't talked about that because we've been covering Spider-Man's, not the incredible Hulk. But Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross is the guy that's always trying to kill the Hulk or capture the Hulk or, you know, he's just got a fucking big boner for the Hulk and uh, never he's does a red good Hulk, job. You see, you know, never. Me Wamba. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Spider-Man's and the Hulk, they fight. And then the Hulk <laughs> breaks down a dam. Is it a goddamn? Man. And that's the cliffhanger here. Uh, I think Romita can't draw the Hulk for shit. Uh, yeah, his Hulk just looks lousy. Conway's uh, dialogue for the Hulk is pretty dumb, you know, but I guess a lot of people's were at the time. Why don't soldiers leave Hulk alone? I don't know, Hulk. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I wish I had something to tell you, buddy, but I, I don't. Yeah. Find out next week if Joe has something to tell the Hulk or not. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't think this was all that great. I didn't hate it. All right. I can roll with that. I'll never read it again, but (laughs) didn't hate it. I was just like, oh, look, Hulk's there. There's a guy named Rimjob. Fucking J. Jonah Jameson's trying to get Spider-Man murdered. This is pretty good. (laughs) At least Stan Lee wasn't involved. We'll get to that. Joe, you like lists? This should be a good one for you. Sometimes. Sometimes I like lists, Tom. And uh, this time, Boy Gob Effect heavy lists. Uh, Sorry, ahead of time, comic uh, shop owners, but God damn, people are going to be flooding you now looking for all kinds of stuff. Sorry, ahead of time, eBay, because these things are just going to shoot up. If you can even find them after we read off this list of our top 10 plus honorable mentions, favorite comic book storylines. So, Tom. Yes. My honorable mentions. I have Spider-Man's. Craven's Last Hunt. Haven't read it in a long time, Tom. But uh, if we're both still alive and we get to this again, get to this point, 
because this crosses over into what three different Spider-Man's titles at the time. Uh, Web of, I think it goes through that. Web, maybe Peter Parker, the, Amazing Spider-Man's. I yeah. don't remember. So, but I know yeah, it's definitely Web. But good story, Jam Demetrius, uh, Mike Zach art, and your favorite villain, Craven. <laughs> who, as you inform me, Tom has his own moving picture coming out. Steve Irwin is Craven the Hunter. <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> mention I have is the Great Darkness Saga the Legion of Superheroes. This is the Legion of Superheroes versus dark side but it's a secret that it's dark side if you've never read this story before it's fucking dark side he's the main villain behind it all then i have exiled and this was a uh storyline that ran in superman superman he fucked up on earth so he's exiled into space tom oh he's in space he meets some people, whatever, and then all of a sudden some people kick his ass and he has amnesia. So they put him in a gladiatorial arena type thing, Tom. So he's like a gladiator for a while. And this is great because this kind of storyline had never been done and it's never been done since. That's Superman Exile. <laughs> okay. Then it's Superman. I have Return of the Monster. This is an Incredible Hulk storyline. Bruce Jones took over Incredible Hulk book with art by John Ramitas Jr. And they're <laughs> accused of, Hulk of killing a kid. And Bruce Banner decides to fucking hitchhike around and figure out, hey, who's setting the Hulk up? This shit was real good after years and years of the Hulk fucking running around with the Pantheon or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> then I have the Dark Judges. This one. Some judges from another dimension come into the world of Mega City 1 where Judge Dredd is there. And he's got to fight these judges off. Judge Death and all that shit. You got some badass Brian Boland art. Highly recommended. But not recommended enough to be in my top ten, curiously enough. And those are my honorable mentions. And I forgot, people who are here, make sure if you're watching live to share the stream. Because when we are done with this, big, big, big announcement. Big. That you are not going to want to miss. So get some people in here so we can announce what we got to announce. And <sighs> honorable mentions I've had the Mortal Kombat comics, Joe. It doesn't matter which one. If they were setting up Mortal Kombat 2, if they were talking about Mortal Kombat 1. Even if it was that recent DC one, it's like, oh, we're going to give you more information about Mortal Kombat 10, mate. I didn't give a fuck. Give me more Mortal Kombat stories and shit, you fuck. And then I have the Immortal Hulk. I read about 10 issues. So, yeah, this is, 
this is pretty good. And then I just never, never went back to it. I got them all sitting there. I think it was 50 issues or so. So I, I got about one hardback of that, but it's like right in the middle. So, Ooh. well, if you want to buy some floppies, I got them all. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have uh, Daniel Way's Deadpool about up to where. Uh, like the fucking Deadpool made up of dead Deadpool parts and shit and that fucking British lady shows up. That's all garbage. But for the most part, everything before that's pretty good. And if I ever want to go back and read Deadpool, which I probably won't, it would be a Daniel Daniel Way's run on old Deadpool. And then I have... Hard Knocks, Hulk versus Thing. Because everybody likes looking at pictures of Hulk fighting Thing. And if that's what you want to look at, then look at this one. Which one is this one? Is this the one that Jay Lee did yeah. the art for? Okay, yeah, that's that what it And then I have Ghost Rider, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's where Ghost Rider fights Jack-O-Lantern and zombies and shit. It's fucking great and a lot of fucking awesome art in there. And Joe, those are my honorable mentions. Tom, at number 10, I have the family fam, ah, family man storyline from Hellblazer. And this one, John Constantine, who has fought demons and fucking wizards or whatever the fuck have you, this time, he's up against the serial killers. Now, this is out of his fucking uh, ballpark. So what's he going to do? How is he going to take down the serial killers? Will the serial killers kill his dad? Yes. Yeah, he fucking will. Fuck. Well, at number 10, I have Hulk Tempest Fuck It with the great art by Lee Weeks. Hulk fucking fights some monsters, gets transported to an island made up of his nightmares, and maybe becomes a school shooter. I don't know, but you might if you fucking read Hulk Tempest. Fuck it. Good shit. It's, I'm not going to lie, though. It's mostly because of the art. A lot of my comics, I don't read them so much. Just, Just look, look at, at the art. picture. Just like the, you did with Playboys. Hey, if they're drawing it right, you don't need the words to know what the story is. It's true. At number nine, I have Weapon X by the great Barry Windsor Smith. Now, this was first serialized in Marvel Comics Presents, which was a really shitty fucking anthology book. And it usually had one good storyline that you had to pick up the rest of this bullshit to read this one storyline. Weapon X. I wouldn't say it was worth picking up the whole book because it's at number 10. But if you find a collected edition of it, pick that up. This is good shit. Really good. I read this again two years ago. It stands up. A few like stunningly rendered bears. This is the comic book for you truth i have at number nine yes 
Punisher Barracuda. This is from the Max run made by uh, old Garth Anus. Mm-hmm. I think uh, all of Mr. Anus's Max run is fucking great, but if I'd have to pick one storyline from it, it would be Barracuda. That guy's grill cracks me up. <laughs> Not going to spoil it, but good shit. If I want Punisher and Garth Anus is writing it, then I will pick up that Punisher. And if he isn't writing it, it's just like, well, what the fuck's the point? Oh, the one I talked about a couple of weeks ago was pretty good. Did I talk about that? I don't know. I don't think Doesn't so. Matter. Punisher <laughs> Dark Rain by Rick Remender. Whatever. But anyway, at number eight, I have the Under Siege storyline from the Avengers. This is the Masters of Evil. The Avengers up. They invade Avengers Mansion. They cut out Jarvis's eye. They crumple up Captain America's old shield. And uh takes a while, but of course the Avengers come back. And but but it was a cool fucking build up, and it's like, yeah, these Avengers are they're put through the ringer here. You should always put your heroes through the ringer because it makes them big bigger heroes once they uh once they overcome those incredible odds. This is like uh Zemo and Loki and shit. Zemo, uh Mr. Hyde. Uh, Moonstone or whatever the fuck her name was. Uh, yeah. So it's got. So this has. Who the fuck did the art? I don't know. It, it's somebody that we've seen a lot of, but you got Tom Palmer doing inks on it. Okay, John Bashima does the. John Bashima. He just looks weird. His art looks really plain. But if you get the right inker on him, he looks like a fucking god of comic books. And Tom, <laughs> Tom Palmer makes him look amazing, man. I think Roger Stern wrote this shit. Mm. Good shit. Good shit. I think I think it's collected in one volume. If you don't give a fuck about the Avengers, you just want to read this story, go for it. Or don't. What do I give a fuck? <laughs> You're going to because it's the boy gob effect. <laughs> Number eight had to Number be on eight. there. I'm going to say the original story of Spawn getting killed and getting offered a chance to come back and see your wife and having it go horribly wrong because you made a deal with the devil, you stupid son of a bitch. And when he filled that child molester up with popsicle sticks and wrapped him up in chains and shit. I was like, hey, you get him, Spawn. <laughs> Plus all the art and the clown and the monsters and shit. What can I say? I'm a product of the time. So the original run of Spawn had to be on there. Tom is a to hell with you fan, for sure. But at least it's not number one, right, Joe? Right. Yep. But at number seven... I have Until the End of the World, which I think is the second story arc from Preacher. And this is Garth Anus, Steve Dillon. And in this one, the Preacher, he confronts his family, his old family. And they're, you know, a bunch of chicken fucking rednecks that are like heavily into God and stuff. And uh, 
It's violent. It's like, again, they're put through the ringer and we learn some history of the preacher and it's violent and funny. Preacher was a really good book and this is one of the best story arcs it had. Excuse me. Number seven, I have the original Venom run in Amazing Spider-Man. What are you looking at? Like 298, 299, 300, mm-hmm. maybe 301. I can't remember. Then 316. Like that original, that original stuff before fucking Maximum Carnage. Yeah. Like the early stuff in the 90s where it's just, oh, I'm going to fucking get them. And Spider-Man, oh shit, my fucking spider sense doesn't work. God damn it. Gotcha, bitch. Eddie Brock bench pressing in some fucking empty warehouse and shit. Yeah. Good stuff. We'll get to there soon enough, but good stuff. (laughs) Before Venom's tongue got super long and shit. We're a third of the way there. Yep. Yep. 1974 we're in. But yeah, that original Venom appearance is good stuff. At number six, I have Hell on Earth. And Mm. I think this is the third BPRD arc. Maybe it's the second. I don't know. But uh, this shit's good. I think BPRD (laughs) is even a better book than Hellboy. It's, uh, It's just got better stories. Hellboy's is like... The monster appears, Hellboy beats the shit out of it, we're done. That's every fucking Hellboy story. BPRD takes some time to build up what's going on. Uh, you got more character interaction. Uh, this is good shit, but unfortunately you have to read the story arc before this to understand this shit, and that one's called Plague of Frogs. Uh, this fucking book is great. <laughs> would recommend. Fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> number six i have spider-man rain it's a very uh dark spider-man story spider-man's a fucking old guy now aunt may's dead mary jane's dead because he poisoned her with his cum and uh venom's back it's it's good shit joe it's a very dark spider-man story so when did this come I want to say early 2000s. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Marvel Knights. But um, yeah, I'm going to say it's Marvel Knights. I will look for this one. You should. It's good. I think a movie guy wrote it, but I could be wrong. Excuse me. My fucking nose itches. I need to scratch it with some cocaine. At number five, I have Batman Year One. Hmm. Is uh Frank Miller and David Masuccelli. Um Damn, I know him. Talked about him be, earlier, but I didn't name drop because I'm not a prick. It should be called uh it should be called Commissioner Gordon Year One, because the <laughs> half of the story is about him. It's really more focused on him, but this shit's really good. Uh it was followed up by Batman Year Two, which is a piece of shit. <laughs> You're don't kidding. um i was at an impasse like hey you know i I don't want to put frank miller on here twice even though he probably deserved it but uh the daredevil born again 
was the other one that was in contention. But I think year one, it does it better, does it in four issues, and it, it's really number what are we at five five i've got uh eltingville ah shit when i first seen that cartoon right when it premiered on adult swim years and years ago before fucking adult swim was even this big thing <clears throat> they had a fucking uh pilot for eltingville and then many many years later a couple years back from where we are now I found out that that was a fucking actual comic book <laughs> and all those stories that were never made were fucking in this book collected. And it was exactly what I wanted because all the stories were already made. They were just adapting them to television. So if they didn't have the animated series. You had the next best thing with a fucking whole season of fucking shows wrapped behind two pieces of cardboard. So, if you like funny comics, check out Eltingville for sure. Because it is a funny comic. At number four, I have the American Gothic storyline in Swamp Thing. And this one, uh, Swamp Thing goes to hell. Uh, it has, like, all of the... Uh, DC mystical characters, uh, you know, the Spectre, do fucking Dr. Fate, Sargon the Sorcerer. This uh, storyline introduced us to John Constantine. This is some real good shit. It has uh, Etrigan the D Demon, who is one of my favorite characters in DC. And the art's great. It's just, it was fucking great. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. If you like Etrigan, you should check out the figure that was just released of him. Hmm. Think you'll love it, Joe. Okay. You love pieces of shit. Hmm. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, so that uh, <laughs> one thing that they released with the fucking wings, that was not good either. It's like, pass. Pass on that shit. And the fucking... Uh, Sideshow collectibles, giant swamp thing. That didn't look good at all. Like, Especially for the monies. Right, yeah, for sideshow money. Get the fuck out of here. What are we at? Uh, I just did four. Four, I have Scud, the disposable assassin. Started reading this when I was a very young lad. Got about, I don't know, maybe four or five issues, random and uh, just fell off. Then uh, I was in the comic shop one day, and I said, oh, my God, they have a collected version of all the Scud shit? Whew. Awesome. Good shit. It's about having to live to survive <laughs> and then being depressed with the whole world that you'll accept a job to blow it up. Good so shit. You relate to this. I can. All right. It's fucking, it's good shit. It's another funny comic. Uh, this was fucking Deadpool before Deadpool was Deadpool for sure. And uh, it's just good shit. It's very unique art style, black and white, so that might deter some people. But I like it. And if you don't, it's okay because we're all different. Just 
trying to live life on the spinning ball we call her. Shit. Scud the disposable assassin. Go pick up the book. It's fucking, it's relatively cheap and it's like fucking phone book thick. So you're getting a lot of pages for your money. At number three, I have Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, at the same year or maybe the year after Marvel did Secret Wars, uh, which is a big thing for Marvel, but it was a complete piece of shit. DC did Crisis on Infinite Earths, and this was their big intercompany crossover. So this crossed over into every book, but you didn't need to read every book to understand what the fuck was going on. You know, everything was contained in this 12-issue series. And uh, Marv Wolfman and George Bettas, they did some bad <laughs> together with, uh, yeah, rest in peace, old wrestling god. Um, they did some great shit together in Teen Titans. Even later on, they did uh, Justice League versus Avengers. But I'd say this is probably the best thing they ever did. Uh this is one that I've reread several times. I have that stupid fucking big absolute edition, you know, so I paid big money for that shit because uh, it's that good. It is fucking great. Every DC character is in this shit. Every one of them. And if you know George Pettis's art, he'll throw like 38 fucking characters. Well, in why there. aren't you saying Jorge if you're saying Perez like that? Because he didn't spell it with a J. And he probably, knowing him, he probably did say George Perez, you know, but it's uh, <laughs> a weird guy. Man, he could draw like a motherfucker. Number three, I've got the Frank Miller classic, The Hard Goodbye, starring Marv Wolfman, as you would call him. Violent Marv. <sighs> Fuck. Good shit. A uh, guy gets set up for killing a prostitute and stumbles upon a world of shit, Joe. Mm-hmm. A world of shit. Would recommend. Very good stuff. Movie's not bad either. Movie was a great adaptation of it. And that's my number three. At number two, I have the Olympus storyline from miracle man which now might again be called marvel man i don't fucking know but this was the third story arc and this one kid miracle man comes back and just fucks everything up and miracle man has to fight him and kill him and all kinds of bad shit and he sets up a utopia for the mm. world but but Utopia is never a good thing, Tom. Never. Why? I don't know, because nobody's ever satisfied. Oh, fucking pricks. Mm -hmm. Well, my number two, I got the Agent Venom storyline. Up to about where he joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe when he joins the Secret Avengers, because that wasn't... Grady. This is the one with the guns, you say. Yes, this is the one with the guns. <laughs> the first few issues dealing with him not having legs and getting the Venom symbiote and being a fucking alcoholic and then Jack-O-Lantern coming and fucking with him and shit. 
all that stuff's fucking awesome. Then he went into space and that wasn't so awesome. And they changed a whole bunch of Venom's continuity and retconning and shit. When so let's say everything before secret before he joined the secret Avengers is pretty fucking good, especially probably those first couple trade paperbacks. I'd say maybe 10, 12 issues, but it's all pretty fucking great until he goes into space and becomes space venom and, and go jump in a fucking lake for that shit. So uh would recommend picking up the uh, first trade paperback of it to give it a shot to anybody out there. Because uh, when I first heard Flash Thompson was going to be the new Venom. What the fuck? <laughs> and then I read it. It's fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. You never know. You never know. Mm. Anytime. Fuck. At number one, Tom... And this one doesn't have a, a title That's because uh, it's never been collected, I don't think, and it never will be because they didn't finish it. And this is the, I'll call it the Lost in Time storyline from Swamp Thing, written by Rick Veach. Uh, this is Swamp Thing going back in time. Each episode, he's in a different era, like he's in World War II, then he's World, World War One, then he's in... Uh, the cowboy age, and then he's in the <laughs> King the Arthur age. age, and then he's in uh, uh, well, the next issue they didn't publish because he's in the Jesus age, and he's supposed to meet Jesus in this issue. And they said, No, fuck you, you're not doing that. So then Rick Beach said, Well, fuck y'all, I quit. So they had somebody else come in and finish the storyline. and. But you can read these issues, and the script is online for the issue he was going to do, and some of the initial pencils from Michael Zuli are online too. So you can read the story as it was intended, but I don't think uh, DC is ever going to publish this. I like this shit so much, I have some of the original art to it. Uh, that's my number one. This is, everybody touts Alan Moore as being the, the top Swamp Thing guy. This shit's much better than that. Rick Beach's run entirely is better than than Alan Moore's. Number one. Well, we know you're a Veach alone, Joe. You've made that very, very clear on this show. Yeah. He's going to be at the Gathering of the Artists. Fuck. Wait, well, what? Joe, <laughs> what? 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 Joe, my number one is going to come as no surprise. We know I'm the Marvel guy of the of the crew, so I mean just anything written by Stan Lee. We wouldn't even have writing if it wasn't for Stan Lee, Joe. So, True. I mean, anything that man put pen to paper to, I love it. Shakespeare of have... colors, we call him. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for Stanley. So for that, thank you, Papa Lieberman. I love you. And that is my number one. But really, it's R.L. Stein's man thing. <laughs> oh, what a piece of shit that was. What are we doing next week, Joe? Next week, 
we're going to talk our top sexy music videos. <laughs> Those videos that got our young loins a stirring. All right, we'll see. All right. We will see. But Joe, we got a we got an announcement to make. Whoa, whoa, what would that be, Tom? We got boy gob rags for you. We got 12. With everything going on in the world, you're not going to be wanting to come inside anymore. So you want to pull that rascal out and squirt all over. You're going to need something to clean up with. Yeah. Make it a boy gob rag. There's only 12. There will only be 12 sold to the pubic. And you can get them now at dwnproductions.net. Squirt on this stuff. Save it. Don't leave any DNA at the scene. Look, it's nice. I'm not going to unfold it again because then I won't be able to fold it back. But you could probably dry, dry a fucking car with this if you got some big hog meat running wild in your underwear. Who so needs a chamois will... when you have this? This is better than a super sham. So now, dwnproductions.net, go get a boy gob rag. It's to clean off the boy gob on your knuckles, your wife's tits, or a gentleman's hairy rump, if that's what you're into, because it is still June. So dwnproductions.net, get a boy gob rag. Also, get the new mask. Limited to seven, and that's fucking it. Then I'm smacking the fucking mold with a hammer. And uh, I still got some of these fucking hats. So go buy those two. <laughs> buy one of all of those. And I will throw a fucking koozie in there. Gratis. As they say. Hey, fuck it. You know, go to fastcustomshirts.com. Get yourself some shirts or don't. Whatever. Uh. As Tom just said, dwmproductions.net. Get your uh, get your boy gob rags, get your boy gob hats. And you can do the same thing with the hat if you're so inclined. If you're so inclined. It's up to you. Got to pay a couple podcast bills, so pick up that jism rag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but make sure to go to fastcustomshirts.com. Type in boy gob in the search bar. And pick up a fucking boy gob rag you can wear. The All official right. boy gob shirt at fastcustomshirts.com. And on that note, Joe, we've said it a few times, but I'll let you say it one more. We'll say boy gob. Oh, I'm going to 